Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 19 of Revelation chapter 19, and we're continuing to look at verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. We're presently looking at the phrase, he shall rule them with a rod of iron, We saw in our last study that God ties the word rod with his word and also with feeding sheep. As we saw uh, in Psalm 23, for instance, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And we went to Micah chapter 7 and verse 14. And there it says, Feed thy people... With thy rod, the flock of thine heritage, which dwell solitarily in the wood in the midst of Carmel, let them feed in Bashan, in Gilead, as in the days of old. Feed thy people with thy rod, the flock of thine heritage. So God speaks of uh, the rod as that which feeds his people, because the rod identifies with the word of God, the Bible, and and the Bible is spiritual nourishment to the people of God. It's a rod of iron, as we discussed last time, due to the fact that it's judgment day, and and God has shut the door of heaven. He's ended his salvation program, and no man, in other words, can go to the Bible, and through the reading of the Bible, experience salvation. Whereas in time past, in the day of salvation, men could go to the Bible and read it or hear it, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And there would be some salvation amongst those that came to the Bible, as God would save his elect. But it's no longer the case. And also, God encouraged the world, God encouraged mankind to boldly come to the throne of grace, to find grace to help in time of need. God encouraged the sinner to approach unto him humbly, yes, but nonetheless to approach him and to beseech him for mercy, crying out, O Father, O God, uh, have mercy upon me like the publican and beating the breast. And yet God is not any longer encouraging that kind of thing. The Bible is not encouraging that kind of thing for a sinner to approach God uh, with the idea or any expectation at all that God would presently save at this time in the day of judgment. It will not happen. And therefore, heaven is as iron and the earth is brass, and the word of God, the Bible, is 
it, it, it's, uh, Christ is ruling with it as a rod of iron. It, it is, uh, holding mankind guilty of their sin. It, it is, um, an instrument of wrath and, and no longer an instrument of mercy. Now, as we look at this statement again in Revelation 19, and uh, in verse 15, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. There, There is no question that this is speaking of um, Judgment Day. The, the whole chapter of Revelation 19 is describing the Day of Judgment. The language of verse 11, for instance, concerning Christ on his horse, uh, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. There is a statement regarding Judgment Day. And then we read of his armies, and in this verse, verse 15, it says that he is smiting the nations with the sharp sword that came out of his mouth. That's language of God's judgment. It goes on to say uh, in in the following verses that the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies that were gathered together to make war against him, they they are cast into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. That is language describing judgment day. Revelation 19 is a chapter describing judgment day. And, and <laughs> I, I know I'm... I'm Saying that and saying that, but there are people, they, they wanna, it seems, cast off all judgment upon the world and, and they want to apply all these many verses to judgment on the church. And I've heard it again and again, where we, even in Revelation 14, where Christ is treading the winepress and the blood comes out by the space of 1600 furlongs. Oh, that's, that's, uh, related to the church. And, uh, well, they, they themselves who are saying this do not happen to be in the church, nor are others perhaps in their family in the church. And, and so it, it's, uh, really a way of pointing over there and, and getting the judgment of God off you and where you happen to be, which is in the world, and, and placing God's judgment over there. At that location where you are not, it, it's a very convenient little tool that some have developed to cast off the judgment of God from them. But the Bible won't allow for that. The context of these chapters will not allow for that. Revelation 14 is set in the context of judgment day. And so here, too, is Revelation chapter 19. And, uh, for instance, if we go back to Psalm 2, to see an Old Testament reference uh, to this phrase, a rod of iron. We find in Psalm 2, it says, beginning in verse 8, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen, or the nations, for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them, with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Dash them in pieces, break them. 
And, and uh, that, of course, is the language of judgment. Um, remember what God says in Romans chapter 9 concerning the vessels unto dishonor. He says in Romans 9, in verse 21, Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. So here it's basically saying that God has vessels uh, unto dishonor, yet he um, he puts off, due to his long-suffering patience, destroying them until he can... Um, rescue or deliver all the vessels he has chosen unto honor. And that is saying that God will first save all of his elect, and then once he's completed saving the last of them, then he'll destroy the vessels of dishonor. At that point, he will be like the potter who takes the bad pottery and breaks them and destroys them. And that's the point of Judgment Day where we find ourselves since May 21, 2011, and and it's the language here in Psalm 2, verse 9, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. And this psalm is quoted in Revelation chapter 2. It says in verse 27, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Notice how the word break is changed to rule. And that's the same identical phrase that we have in, in our verse in Revelation 19. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. So here it makes mention of the vessels of the potter broken to shivers. And and that tells us it is a, uh, a quote. Uh, it's taking, it's drawing from Psalm 2. And yet God has substituted the word rule for the word break. Uh, he didn't say break, but he said rule. Now, why did God do that? Why did he do that? And actually, he, he does it a third time in the book of Revelation. Um, the the Greek word translated as rule is poimeno, poimeno. It's Strong's number 4165, and it's found 11 times in the New Testament. Four times it's translated as rule. Seven times it's translated as feed or feeding. And so the majority of times, it's translated this way. Let's look at Luke 17 and verse 7. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he's come in from the field, go and sit down to meet, and, and so on. 
the the word feeding feeding cattle is the the same word translated rule in acts chapter 20 and we'll look at several of these places so we get a good idea of exactly how this word is used in acts 20 verse 28 it says take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. So here the Apostle Paul is being moved to say these words concerning feeding the flock, the flock of God's people. And that would mean that they're fed with the word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Again, the word feedeth. In 1 Peter chapter 5, First Peter 5, and in verse 2. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Feed the flock. That That's, um, uh, well, we read that in 1 Corinthians 9, 7. We read in Acts 20, 28, feeding the church. In Luke 17, Verse 7, it was feeding cattle. Let's go to Revelation chapter 7. And um, this is at the point when the great multitude has become saved and are come out of great tribulation. Remember, the, the great multitude suddenly appears in heaven and God has the question asked in verse 13, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And notice also the white robes. In Revelation 19, all those that are on horseback, the armies in heaven, are clothed in fine white linen. And the bride is clothed in fine white linen. And the great multitude, white robes, because they have become saved But uh, anyway, it goes on in verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That is, they become saved. Their sins are washed away through the saving work, the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here they are. Here they are in heaven. But we should not think that this picture, this image of them, is indicating that all the elect have gone to heaven and the world is over. That's not the case because it says in the next verse, verse 15, Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. There is reference to day and night. But 
In heaven, there's no night there. Day and night means they're on the earth because time is continuing. It's a time reference. So the sun, moon, and stars are still operating in their uh, places in, in, in the heavens. Uh, the world has not yet ended. They have come out of great tribulation because the great tribulation itself has ended. And it's after May 21, 2011. And all those to be saved have been saved. The 144,000 from the church age, the great multitude out of the great tribulation have come together to form the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. And so God, as it says, dwells among them. He's in the midst of them. Uh, Joel 3 says, Jehovah dwelleth in Zion. This is a similar idea as God now indwells everyone to become saved and therefore dwells in their midst. But notice it goes on to say in verse 17, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. The Lamb, the Lord Jesus, in the midst of the throne shall rule them. That's the same word. That's the word, he shall rule them with a rod of iron. That is poimeno. The Lord Jesus, the Lamb, is feeding them. He Notice he's feeding the great multitude. He's feeding the flock. He's leading them unto living fountains of waters because he he's uh, our shepherd. Uh, he is guiding us in this life and into the next and into all eternity. And we will drink forevermore of the living water. We drink once we're saved and thereafter and forevermore. And so the Lord Jesus is ruling and and since they came out of great tribulation it's after the tribulation in those days after that tribulation this is taking place and and so revelation 7 and this passage identifies and agrees with revelation 19 verse 15 he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Now, how could uh, we understand that verse, uh, that phrase, he shall rule them with a rod of iron? We can properly and and legitimately understand it as he shall feed them with a rod of iron. And that's why God made the change from uh, quoting Psalm 2 where it says he will break them with a rod of iron, two, he will feed them. Because simultaneously, at the same time, the word of God, which is breaking the unworthy or dishonorable vessels, the broken uh, pottery, broken by their own sin, and, and corrupted by their own iniquity, at the same time, the word of God is breaking those vessels into shivers, 
the identical word is feeding the flock. It's nourishing the great multitude that came out of great tribulation. Now, let's look at another place that poimeno is found. And that's in John chapter 21. Well, you you probably guessed already that we would be heading there, uh, considering the topic is feeding sheep. But it's the word. It, it's not as though I I chose to go to John 21. It's the Greek word poimeno that is leading us here. And it's taking us to a, a place in John 21 after the great catch of fish has come in. Just as Poimeno directed us to Revelation 7, after the great multitude was before the throne of God and came out of great tribulation. You see, this is how God wrote the Bible. It's how he directs us and guides us and leads us unto living waters by comparing Scripture with Scripture as we follow a particular word, and and we see how that word directs us and moves us about. And here in John 21, again, the great catch of fish, which typify those, uh, that great multitude saved out of the great tribulation, has come in. Then immediately after, or following that, Jesus begins the dialogue with Peter. Lovest thou me, Peter? Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. Feed my sheep. And and then a second time. Well, then in uh, verse 16 of John 21, He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Poimeno. Rule my sheep. It's the same word. It's the same word as in Revelation 19.15. Feed my sheep. And then, of course, it happens a third time. Now, of the three times Jesus says, feed my sheep, only once does he use the Greek word poimeno. The other two times, it's another Greek word, which is Strong's number 1006. Completely different word, unrelated word, and and yet once God did use this word translate as rule in in those places in Revelation, he shall rule with a rod of iron in order to make the connection, in order to tie in the feeding of sheep after the great catch of fish. In John 21, in Christ's command to feed my sheep with the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ in the day of judgment over all that Satan previously ruled over. That is, over the nations of the world. Christ is punishing the wicked while simultaneously feeding his people. And and this word poimeno um, leads us to that conclusion. Well, it's really uh, wonderful how God has written the Bible and and how He just uses a, a particular word and and the way He uses it and the way that He allowed translators to 
translated as different English words in order to accomplish the Lord's own purposes of hiding truth, hiding information. We we sometimes think, now, why did the translators uh, use that word or translate it that way? And yet it was all, uh, all their work was done uh, at the allowance of God. God permitted them to translate exactly as we have it here, and it served the Lord's purpose to seal up the word and and to hide truth until God himself would reveal it. Well, again, now here we have a word, poimeno, that identifies with Judgment Day, and and we can understand Revelation 19 with the idea of Christ ruling with a rod of iron, beating the wicked, destroying them, shattering them, and, and ruining them forevermore. That has always been our idea of the wrath of God in the day of judgment. But however, it it isn't until just recently, it, it's not until our present day that we, we have learned uh, in this time of judgment, We've learned after May 21, 2011, uh, in other words, that it has always been God's plan to keep his people on the earth alive and remaining to go through the judgment. And, and it's only now that we can understand why Christ feeds with a rod of iron. That would make absolutely no sense if it was only um, the wicked that were in the world, if there were only the unsaved that were here to, to be destroyed and, and the elect were in heaven, raptured and resurrected. It would make no sense why the Lord would use this particular word that involves feeding the flock and feeding sheep. It's only now that we understand, oh, yes, of course, that's why, because uh, it, the elect and the unsaved are all together still in the world, and and therefore, what is a rod of iron to one is an instrument of feeding to another. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.